0: A mysterious, all powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack. I am Sal, and I am joined today by nobody. It's just me today. Uh, reason for that being, Tiffany's working late, so it's just going to be me holding down the fort. We're going to talk a little bit about comics this week, and uh, we're going to keep it kind of short, kind of like, kind of tight, uh, kind of keep it, you know, just, uh, just, just. Just the just the facts, just the basic bare-bones stuff. It's been a while since it's just been me on the show anyway, so uh, why not try it out? So let's jump into some books that are coming out this week, or the books that are, that are out that we saw last week that we're going to be talking about. Um, there's only really two, so before we do that, I guess I'll just talk about what the show is. If you're not familiar, this is a comic book review show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let we, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, also, this show is, of course, supported by Super Chats. If you have a question, comment, or addendum to this show, feel free to use the Super Chats and participate organically in the show. I'm going to weave them in as we go. For example, Zebrm jumping into the Super Chats already saying, in honor of Invader Zim and Rocco on Netflix, could you have a discussion on Nicktoons for Elseworlds Exchange? I love that idea. Um, if you're not familiar with Elseworlds Exchange, it's another show that we do uh, here on this channel, Comic Pop, which you should subscribe to because we make a lot of stuff. Um, the uh, the Elseworlds Exchange is a show where we, where I and a guest take a topic and hash it out for about an hour. Um, we run the gamut. It doesn't have to be just about comics, but it's usually comic ancillary stuff. Uh, Nicktoons is one we've never done, uh, but Joel and I have uh, drastically different experiences in the Nick world versus the uh, the comic world. So I don't know if we have a really much in terms of cultural touchstones. That might be interesting anyway, uh, just to kind of like get... The outsiders' opinions on those kinds of things, um, but I would love to talk about Zim. I'd love to talk, uh, you know, or at least at least I'd like to hear Ethan talk about Rocco's modern life. It's one of his favorite Nick shows, um, and uh, yeah, I think he was very excited about the idea of a revival, especially one that's faithful. Um, if you haven't already seen it, there is a Zim show over on Netflix, along with Rocco uh, movie, I should say, and uh, they're pretty dope. Check them out. Uh price eighty forty, I might not be excited about any upcoming MCU movies, but those TV shows are too tempting. I completely hear you. We're on the uh, the 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 denouement of D23's announcements of a number, a host of Marvel and Star Wars properties and revelations, the most uh, notable of which, of course, are from Disney Plus's Marvel-centric shows. Those being Ms. Marvel's getting a show, which I think people kind of expected. Uh, She-Hulk is getting a show, which I think nobody expected, least of all me. Uh, I find that I love the She-Hulk character. I think she's hard to explain, particularly to non-comics fans, which is exactly what the MCU appeals to. So it's kind of like going to be an uphill battle. I am sure that the announcement for She-Hulk was met with a dilly of responses that ranged from, oh my god, they're making a female Hulk, to what a derivative name is She-Hulk. So, you know, it's up to us to kind of just go like, Hulk is actually, She-Hulk's a really fun character, and you should check it out. Uh, Here's a bunch of recommendations. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, my, the wind, as far as the MCU is concerned, has been completely taken out of my sails based on the Spider-Man thing. I, I'm i not going to talk about Spider-Man. I really don't want to, unless it's a super chat, in which case I will very lightly touch upon it. But I really don't want to talk about the Spider-Man thing because it, like, frustrates me. And uh, I, don't, I just don't want to get into it. Uh, especially because, like, the argument is about, like, corporations as opposed to, like, the obvious, which I, you know, so. But that being said... You know my enthusiasm for the MCU begins and ends with Ken man being in it. So you know, meh. Uh, Gustav a B says hi, can't stay, just popping in. Have a good week. You too, man. Thank you very much for hanging out with us for the pop in. Uh, so yeah. Uh, oh, to get back to your question, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to those shows in as much as I think they look. Well, th- th- we have logos, right? Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight, and uh, and She Hulk. All we have are logos. We don't even know who the showrunners are. Hopefully Scott Buck has nothing to do with them. Hopefully no one from, like, any of the shows except for Daredevil are involved in them. And I can't imagine that Moon Knight will be in any way hard-edged based on it being on a platform that can only go as far as, like, the lightest dusting of PG-13. Odd place to start. But you know what? Each of these shows will probably only have, like, six... episodes (laughs) episodes <laughs> like four to eight episodes so you know they could get away with just being like this is moon night we didn't get to go as far as we could but we're making a movie or he's showing up over here and so you know so we'll see what happens um yeah uh jumping in some books this week uh powers of x number three came out uh it was exactly what you'd expect if you aren't already on board for the like the hickman x train Uh, this will not do anything to change your mind, honestly, uh, because it's just, it's two series in one, House of X, Powers of Ten, or X, depending on, I I have never heard anyone say the title for Powers of X out loud in the Marvel sphere, like, I haven't heard Hickman say it, I haven't heard anyone from the Marvel uh, representatives say it, so, you know, I'm gonna interchangeably call it Powers of X, Powers of Ten. uh, but that being said, um, they're two series in one. If you you know like one and not the other, I mean there's options. You know you could probably skip powers of ten, but it's integral to the understanding of both series, and you need to know what's going on in both of them to kind of like get the full picture. So I uh, don't you know I I I've heard talk of people actually saying like I'm only reading House of X, and I'm like, well then you're only getting 50% of what's going on in this freaking series. Um, also, House of X hasn't, uh, we've only gotten two issues. Now we've gotten the third Powers of Ten uh, from Hickman, of course. Oop, there's my cursor there. Uh, this is the future part. Uh, people were speculating as to where, when it takes place. Uh, there were some rumors slash discussions about, like, obviously it takes place during the 6th Moira McTaggart timeline, that being Moira being... Um, apocalypse is kind of like she Apocalypse? And uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, like, which, I was talking to Tiffany about this the other day, because like, she she was asking me about it, and I'm like, because she didn't get a chance to read it, I'm sure she read it by today, but the point being, she was like, so is it the sixth time? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, right? Like, is that really like a bombshell? Or is that kind of like a, if you read the thing, you know what's happening? And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> like, we, we, we it's it's in the Apocalypse Timeline. That being said, I think, hope that this is where the Apocalypse Timeline kind of begins and ends. Um, we're introduced to kind of the Church of Humanity, which is, you know, gone full machine. I guess the idea here is that, like, Hickman is implying that, like... The, the marriage of humanity relying on Sentinels and Nimrod and like machinery to combat the mutant problem uh, it, it goes to such a degree that basically in the war between uh, humans and mutants, humans go like full robot and embrace the AI, embrace the machine, and become kind of like slaves slash zealots to that concept. And uh, I guess I, I guess I dig it in terms of it being in the scope of the X universe. I don't know if I agree that that's where humanity is going, nor do I like that concept. You know, in my future stuff, like in my cyberpunk or in my future projections, like 2099, for example, which apparently is getting a revival. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I care for that there, but I don't mind it here, particularly because I'm like alternate future, don't care. Ultimately, doesn't matter. So uh, we get to see this church of humanity and how they baptize babies by you know i guess searing machinery onto them and it it, it, it's a mess the idea here is that like this the x-men kind of like cause a diversion by attacking that church which gets the uh attention of Nimrod and his people. Uh, they attack, uh, engage, deal with that, while, of course, the, like, secret contingent goes to Nimrod's kind of, like, storage of files. Uh, of course, we're in the future, and we're dealing with the digital age, but still, files need to be stored someplace. They go to, like, a server room, more or less, where they have basically learned from the last issue that the uh, that Nimrod keeps his past and, like, information about his origins and everything in this server room. So, sorry, it's the ninth timeline, not the sixth, excuse me. Um, but yeah, so they go there, Apocalypse and Wolverine. Uh, they steal a crystal in a very, like, Superman, you know, <laughs> Force of Solitude kind of way. Uh, Nimrod engages them. Uh, Wolverine gets badly injured. Apocalypse jumps in, and he's like, I- I'll take this. You go use the, you know, Croatoan portal. Uh, in the group type character and, and and go and and deliver this message this this new information they give it to apocalypse Moira who is of course was the person in the sarcophagus that apocalypse was like hanging out with um Wolverine gives it to her and then of course like we got to reset the timeline we got to reset her how are we gonna do that Wolverine is the best there is at what he does and that thing that he does is murder people um, I actually really like it because there's a moment at the end where he says I'm sorry like he feels bad because like wolverine doesn't want to keep killing people particularly allies and he says i'm sorry and she goes it's okay this is what you do and by the way if you were using the ciphers because hickman's all about ciphers and there's like all this like hidden you know not hidden it's actually plain sight but like like this hidden language that only the the mutants know and you can translate it there's ciphers online that you can help crack the code and that i think was in the previous issue and i remember cracking it and saying this is what you do and i'm like or at least parsing it together, and I was like, this is what you do. Hmm. I don't care anymore. And I just basically abandoned the entire concept of, like, cracking the ciphers and being like, I'll just figure it. I'll read it when it's done. I don't need to do that. Like, some people really like that. I remember like, Tiffany's a big Gravity Falls fan. There are there are ciphers all over that show, and from the opening credits and the t- backwards talking to hidden messages in the show, uh, you could spend all, all, like, a week translating all the ciphers, and they Give you, like, the smallest of breadcrumbs that lead you to plots that they just reveal in the next season anyway. So, for me, like, why bother? But anyway, Wolverine murders her, and of course that begins uh, the 10th timeline of Moira McTaggart. Uh, So, okay, now we know that this is what Moira uses to kind of throw away the rulebook and restart everything. Um, If you liked the first two issues of Powers of Ten you're going to love this. If you didn't, you're not, because it's the same stuff. I'm excited, because this resets the timeline, conceivably. And if it does, w- there's still multiple issues of this series left. I believe six. Where does this leave the rest of the series? Does it? Does this... This also, hopefully, will answer the question about whether these timelines keep going after Moira's dead and like kind of skew off into an alternate tangent, or... If they straight up reboot, and Powers of Ten number four will reveal that. Of course, gotta wait for House of X number ten or number three. Ten X is House of X number three, which will come out next week. But uh, but after that, Powers of Ten. I recommend it if you like it. Uh, The art is great. The the writing is solid. The characters are consistent, and I think it's a lot of fun. Honestly, like uh, if you like this kind of thing, you're gonna dig it. If you don't, you're not gonna. Uh, jumping into the Super Chats, uh, Joshua writes, It's been a while. Here's a few bones. Thank you very much, my friend. Uh, Heckman said powers of, act of ten in an interview. So excited to see where it all goes. There you go. Powers of ten. That's what the writer says. <clears throat> so now we don't have to worry about it. Uh, Alan's words, Sal, it's the ninth time, Lem not the sixth. Fair enough. Sorry, my dyslexia got in the way. But uh, from there, you know, as far as theories go... I'm not one for this kind of theory. I'm kind of, like, just enjoying the ride. Like, just see where it goes from here, that kind of thing. Um, as far as this, I also don't like to speculate, particularly on these kind of shows, because, like, I'm often wrong, and I don't want to be on record being this wrong. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but let us know what you think in the comments down below about, like, where the series is going. For me, it comes out so consistently it, it does that great thing where you don't forget about it and there's enough of the sh- of, of this, of both series being part of one series that you're not like, oh man, like, there's not enough here and there's not enough to, to parse and I'm forgetting about it or getting bored. It, it all kind of switches up. I'm digging it. Uh, Mass Terran says, uh... Wolverine is an Omega-level mutant at being the best at what he does. That should be, like, the definition of what an Omega-level mutant is. If you are the best there is at what you do, you are, therefore, an Omega-level mutant, of course. And and they can change Wolverine's call sign from Wolverine to the Omega. Uh, Mr. Roboto, why doesn't Moira take the cure herself? She probably will at the end of the series. Uh, <clears throat> there you go. Also because, you know, it, it's a, it's a human-slash-person. Like, if... If you think you can control it, and if you think you can dictate the future, you know, you're going to actively try and affect it. Uh, Tiffany and I will probably reiterate this, but she made a great point, and I want to bring it up here, uh, where we were talking about the lives of Moira McTaggart, and how, like, when you look at Moira's life, and this is straight up a Tiffany theory, so give credit where credit's due if you get a chance. Not really a theory, more like an observation, Moira, you know, every time she gets a new life, she tries something, you know, I teamed up with Xavier and we died, and I teamed up with Magneto and we died, and I teamed up with Al Apocalypse and we died. And it's like, Moira never really makes it to, to her 70s, unless you count the powers of 10 lifetime in number 9, but that's when she was actively getting involved. The first timeline, when she didn't think she was a mutant, and she just, like, had a family and kids and moved on and, and died peace, peacefully in her sleep... No Sentinels, no apocalypse, no end of the world. So it feels like maybe, Moira, the problem here is you. So I'm, I'm hoping that'll be kind of like the, oh, I can't believe I didn't think of that moment. But, uh, you know, who knows? Forgive me for my uh, drink periods. Uh, I... The weather is changing here in Jersey and it's like gorgeous and it's like 70 and the windchill's nice, but it's uh, completely messing with my sinuses. I am just a disaster. I, like I'm, ugh. Anyway, uh, the other book I want to talk about is Superman Year Two, Number Two from John Romita Jr. and Frank Miller. Okay, so I had some choice things to say about this series when the first one was launched. Uh, obviously, it's a Black Label book, which means nothing, but, uh, hey, at least Batman's not in it. Um, Black Label series on its own. It's in the Millerverse. It's Frank Miller's take on Superman, a genuine kind of like original take where he's like, hey, I want to talk about Superman. I want to say something about this, this character. I want to do something with them that has never been done, that I've never done, and um, Three volumes, and kind of like extra long. Uh, in the last series, or the last issue, um, Superman, Clark Kent, decides to join the Navy, because the sea is calling to him. This follows that to the furthest extent of where it could go, where Clark joins the Navy, and becomes like a of a, a, a navy kid like he, he- he, he, he enrolls and he trains and he's like getting the like the attention of his superiors and you know he's just kind of like a grunt at this point uh he trains hard he works hard he gets the attention of uh a guy named Kurtzberg and Kurtzberg is kind of like his commanding officer who always keeps an eye on Clark and always kind of like doesn't give him a hard time he's really he's he's the cool one he's like the the, the surrogate new dad figure in Clark's life uh Clark is of course excelling because this is Frank Miller's Clark. He has no problem, you know, being the best, letting people punch him and breaking their knuckles, kicking ass and taking names, uh, but still trying to maintain the level of plausibility that it's a person and not like some kind of outer space alien. That of course wouldn't work, but never mind. Uh, Clark keeps like waking up from his barracks and going out and looking at the sea. He runs into Kurtzberg, who's like, you know, uh, he he talks about. They talk about mermaids. And Kurtzberg kind of acknowledges that mermaids exist and he says, but don't tell anybody and don't like tell anybody that I'm being nice to you. Uh, Clark of course uh, stops an attempted like, you know, savagery of a woman which is par for the course in a miller book particularly this series uh clark goes after hours and goes into the ocean finds out he doesn't need to like breathe air i guess the idea is he breathes water instead he, because he's superman he can like super process the oxygen out of the water doesn't matter point is superman can like indefinitely stay underwater and he legitimately runs into a, a mermaid and the mermaid is uh i believe her name's and of course, she's named Lori because it has to start with an L, uh, which is kind of cute. Like, I kind of like that Frank Miller's like thematically being like, no, it's Lois and Lana and Lori, this mer person that Clark falls in love with. And that's the whole book is about how Clark discovers that, like, a naval submarine destroyed half of Atlantis by accident. So, Superman Clark helps Laurie and the Atlanteans save Atlantis, and then he leaves, trains some more, has, like, a a, a nice time, uh, and then we'll get back to the Atlantis thing in a second. And that's, that's the setup. And you're like, is this whole damn book going to be about Atlantis? I think just chapter two will, but who the hell knows at this point. Chapter three could be anything. It's bizarre. So... Uh, basically Clark uh, is kind of like co-opted into a covert mission during this mission he refuses to kill uh, the guy he's assigned to kill and uh, so he's a washout they kick him out and they're like he didn't follow orders he's out Uh, Kurtzberg is like yo you're cool whatever you do it's going to be awesome because like you're Superman (laughs) so uh, Superman then decides, like, cool, thanks, and then he like wanders in the ocean, confirming to Kurtzberg, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a super character. Uh, he then goes back, hooks up with Laurie, uh, they bang, and then she's like, you gotta meet my dad, and then he puts on his Superman costume, walks up to the steps of Atlantis, and runs into, of course, the king being uh, Poseidon. Poseidon is like, you gotta pass my trials, and then immediately drops that whole concept. You know, he's like, you gotta pass my trials. Actually, I just want to kill you, because, hey, I know that, like, we didn't establish this early enough, but, like, uh, I, I'm, no man is gonna be good enough for my daughter, because I'm totally gonna bang my daughter, and she's gonna be my princess bride. He makes a reference to that. Um, so, Superman then is, like, th- the whole rest of the book is uh, Poseidon hits Superman with a big monster. And then Superman is so strong and so badass that he defeats the monster. And then, you know, Poseidon throws another one at him. A- and so on and so forth. It's kind of like reading Planet Hulk, where it's like, so Hulk, he, he's, he's on this planet and he's a badass, right? But then they throw this big monster at him and then he beats the crap out of that monster. And then a new monster shows up and he's even bigger. And then Hulk shows that he's even stronger than that. And that, literally that's what it is. And uh, ultimately, like... Clark humiliates Poseidon, and then Poseidon's like, well, well, I don't even need you anyway, and then just bails. And then Superman and Lori hook up, and I guess, like, stay in Atlantis for a while. Uh, Pricey8040 says, Mermaid? Oh, it's a metaphor. That's cool, I guess. Later, what? Uh, have some money for the Super Suns Omnibus. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, uh, we have that. It's, it's somewhere in here. Here it is. Boom. So thank you. By the way, we 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 redid the uh, the library, so you know, ta-da! This is the this is more or less the hardcover section. Um, Andrew Weber says, "Lori's an old flame of Superman and a mermaid." Yeah, and in this, she's her own character, but a reference to that character. And uh, Mr. Abato says, "When does Lex and Batman show up?" Uh, my guess would be Lex will be in the third issue as far as batman goes i i'm i would be I, I would honestly honest like i believe batman might not even be in the third one i I think that frank miller might actually exercise some measure of restraint which is hard to imagine but i really do believe he might not like use batman i think he's having a kind of a fun time re-establishing superman in his own kind of like way um So, a lot of people, I remember, were kind of uh, criticizing the book before it came out because they were like, Superman is a Navy brat, I don't like that. You know, what a weird, what an an expected interpretation of Superman for Frank. What a weird decision for Superman, I don't know if I like it. Uh, Since this is not, like, an in-canon version of Superman, since this isn't even the, like, first or last version of Superman in his origins... I'm fine with it, and I'm not saying that like I like it. I don't think I actually believe that Clark would join the military. Even though it's like, well, he's a kid from Kansas, naturally he joined the military. It's like, hey, well, yeah, like it's Superman. He, we can, we can, we can sustain our, our our believability for a minute to to imagine that maybe instead of like joining the military, he just he just goes to the city. But that being said, uh, in, it, as this being a work unto itself, I kind of dig it. Uh, I don't think it's very good. I don't think it's even the best new version of Superman's origin, I just think it's fine. Like, I think it succeeds in what it's trying to do, which is give you Frank's version of Superman today. Like, and not even the Frank you know, it's the Frank that is Frank now. Um, And it's fine. It's, It's straight up, it's an Elseworld Superman, which is what every Superman origin is anyway. Uh, I'm kind of okay with it. I'm more okay with it because he washes out of the military. like I like the idea that he's like I'm willing to do this up to a point but I won't compromise like who I am or what I'm willing to do. Um, and I and so in that scope I'm like that's cool like and I like that he's kind of like making you know finding father figures and and challenging his own um the the, the if you read the first one, John Kent, Clark's father, uh, is more of a hard ass and quiet, and he's he's like a hodgepodge of the of the Jonathan Kent you know, and the Jonathan Kent from the movie, uh, Man of Steel, that is. And as such, like he didn't really resonate with me as a father figure, but like I like that there's a lot of those, um, or there, there's a couple of those. There, like every father figure that Clark runs into, from his like adopted father to the Poseidon father to Kurtzberg, like you get these stern authority figures that like are impressed with Clark's strength and hope he uses it for good. And that's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting in as much as it's worth reading and trying. Um, The art is, fair you know it's it's remita he's having fun there's a couple of uh you know there's he fights like a leviathan and then like another levi like a bigger one shows up, a kraken i should say and uh, and then a bigger kraken shows up and it's like you could tell that mermita's having a lot of fun drawing krakens and water people and and, and, and mermaids and you know and he again he got to really do some grounded stuff with just people it, it's 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 fun like it—it's fun if you like Superman and you're like one of those people who just like I like all versions of Superman. Like I'll read the Kents, that one where they're from the old west and stuff. Like I like it all. Then this is a welcome addition to that pantheon. Uh, but as far as everything else goes, like it's not gonna be my New Origin. But uh, volume two actually gives me more hope for this series than volume one did. I think I think issue one was kind of like meh, but issue two is kind of like oh you actually did something. So yeah uh i recommend it if you kind of like that sort of thing and i'm sure it's not in any danger of you know selling out so you know check it out um from there you know those are the two biggest books uh so oh um i'm sorry mr Supertastic says i love the ending of the military arc and clark's confusion on how he did everything right but failed but king superman is odd confused feelings yes i haven't read up up and away or whatever the hell it's called number two but uh, the first one, I was like, okay, yeah, this feels cool. Like, it felt right, but it's also King, so you know there's gonna be something else going on with it. Uh, and not necessarily in a bad way, just kind of like, this, he's gonna do something else. Uh, it's interesting to see, like, the new pantheon of DC writers handle Superman. You know, when you look at, like, Bendis's King's, or even when you go back to, like, the New 52 and you look at, like, Snyder's run on uh, Superman Unchained. Like, there's a lot of, or even Pac's run on Superman. There's a lot of, like, weird kind of like this is almost superman but there's something odd about it there's some kind of tweak that makes it theirs but also makes it separate from what i want slash know about superman um i will say that i kind of dug what was going on in Up, Up and Away or just King's Superman. Uh, but I got to read the the second issue and I just, I use, um, I use a thing called Comic List and it's like the worst possible preview option and Comixology, which is where I buy most of my books, uh, is one of the worst interfaces for an entire industry's worth you know, would be like if Netflix was the only way you could watch movies and they used their god-awful, like, preview system only to cycle through movies. Like, Comicsology needs to get their shit together when it comes to, like, how I can preview books, pre-order them, and know when something new is out that I would want to read. Um, that being said, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Super, super-tastic. I, I completely hear what you're saying. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it's funny. Um, I was thinking about, like, you know miller's run on superman and how it's like you've seen miller's take on superman literally since 86 but why now and i feel like now it's probably it, it, there's an interesting phenomena when it comes to superman which is that like i think that the older you get the more you like superman and the more you want like there to be a superman and i think that it was easy to point out the flaws and, like, you know, mockability of Superman when you're, like, a teenager or you're a 20-something. And then when you get older, you kind of, like, realize... Or you kind of, like... yeah, you, you kind of realize that Superman is something that you don't normally interact with. You don't see very often. And, and you kind of want that more. and So I think, like, Frank kind of matured into Superman... And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's there. So that's how I feel about that. Um, anyway, uh, Silvery Cricket says, "Do you think Frank Miller has seen that mo- that Mallrats conversation about Superman? You mean about Kryptonite condoms? I don't know. I, I feel like Mallrats is not exactly Frank Miller's cup of tea. Um, so probably not. Uh, I will say he's probably seen Bill's interpretation of Superman from Kill Bill Volume 2. Um, I think he might agree with that assessment as well. And, uh, Sal Delfani, dude, holy crap, man, thank you very much. Uh, hey, Sal, did I miss Powers of Ten? Of hope you're doing well, mate. I hope you're doing well as well. I hope you're doing well as well, sir. Uh, yeah, you did, but, like, you can always roll it back. I think you can pull it back. I don't know about live shows. Either way, the show's gonna wrap up pretty soon, so... <laughs> You'll have plenty of time. Well, I didn't really get a chance to get into it too deeply, but suffice it to say, you like Powers of Ten number two? You're going to love this. Uh, also, I'm looking forward to House of X because that's like my series. I don't care about like alternate futures, uh, but at least this one's kind of over. Uh, so we'll see what happens. So Supertastic says uh, I didn't expect Terminatrix in Superman. I was watching old back issues, including the one on Wolverine Origins. Do you think Doug should have been Sabretooth? Uh, okay a lot to unpack let me explain it we have another show called back issues where i take a comic from my past shirt with two hosts and uh, we 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 come about with fun organic conversations from there uh if you haven't seen the most recent episode it's terminator versus superman which is one of the dumbest crossovers i could possibly imagine but in it they invented the terminatrix straight up female terminator from the future comes back plasma cannon called that years before terminator 3 So, if you are a Terminator buff, you may want to check it out. It's kind of funny and remarkable. I didn't either, man. Uh, Dog should have been Sabretooth? I feel like, yeah. I feel like it was kind of weird that he... In my interpretation about Wolverine origin, I think Dog was Sabretooth. and I think they were like, No, you can't do that about Sabretooth. Like, we have other plans for Sabretooth. Or at the very least, let's not, like, put it all in one thing. So I think it was more that they were saying that, like, there's always gonna be a Sabretooth in Wolverine's life. Some larger, blonde-haired figure who comes from so, from Wolverine's past to give him a hard time, to dog him, if you will. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he, not only do I think he should have been Sabretooth, I think he was Sabertooth, and, and then they changed him. Uh, Demomo says, just giving you support so I can give give us more quality content. I'll be back to watch us later. Well, thank you very much, Demomo. Welcome back to the rerun. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, thank you very much for your contribution. We really appreciate it. Mr. Roboto says, Sal, Bluntman and Chronic Black Label. Yes, maybe. Uh, Well, I I don't think it's going to be a black label, because uh, Black Label's DC and Bluntman and Chronic slash Kevin Smith Properties are usually done through a company called OniPress. I honestly don't even know if OniPress is still publishing books at this point, but... um, Here's a question, and I'll leave that in the comments. Bloodman and Chronic Back Issues, do you want to see that? Uh, that would be the first, last, and only mm, Kevin Smith property book we'll probably ever do on back issues to tie in with Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Is that something you want to see? Let me know. Um, so yeah, uh, Dog did come back, by the way, uh, in, I think, Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine, and also, I think, Wolverine Origins 2. So yeah, uh, let's jump into some recommendations for books that come out this week we think you should check out. Uh, There's quite a few that I want to recommend. For one, uh, Justice League number 30 comes out. It's from James Tynion IV, who I think is doing a fantastic job uh, with that series when he gets the reins. Um, Basically, it's the launch of the Justice Doom War. Uh, You know how, like, basically everything had to to get pushed back as a year of the villain? Well, now, here's the Doom War the Justice Doom War, which I guess Snyder's been building towards the entire time. He's very hyped about it if you follow him on social media. Um, I've been kind of off Justice League for a while, so this will be when I check it out again. Um, I, I guess I'll recommend Spider-Man number 28 from Nick Spencer and Kev Walker and Ryan Otley. Uh, it's Kingpin versus Boomerang versus Spider-Man, presumably. Um, do I care anymore? Kind of. It's a it's a it's it's an objectively speaking, well-executed Spider-Man series. It's, but, like, I could say that about a lot of runs, and so I don't know if I'm excited about it, but I do still read it. Uh, as far as more of that goes, by the way, House of X number 3 of 6 is coming out this week. It's from Hickman and Pepe Larraz. Uh, check it out. I love the previews for these things because, as Tiffany pointed out last episode, they give you nothing. Learn the truth about one of the X Men's closest allies and then begin to f- the fight for the future of Mutant Kind. Like, what? um But I'm also certain that that will be accurate. But at least they're going to be focusing on one character. Uh, I'm excited. As we remembered in the previous issue, I think professor x asked cyclops to go into space and fight slash destroy mother mold so that's probably where we're gonna pack, catch up with that uh there's quite a few other books that i'm gonna jump into but before we do uh christopher uh, christian Pereira says "Sabretooth appears the Piers and wolverine origins number two yeah uh not number two two Silver Cricket says, uh, I would love to see more classic Spider Man and Back issues. Have you ever considered Gang War? I've considered them all, man. Uh, uh, If I had my druthers, I would always do a Spider Man book. But, uh, you know, not everyone would watch all of them. So I got to be selective with what I pick. Uh, I would consider Gang War, but there's quite a few that I need to get to before that. Finity Gaming says, "How about that Young Justice season three ends tomorrow? That's true. If you don't have DC Universe, it's the app where all those shows are. Um, Young Justice season three ends tomorrow. Probably gonna be the last season. That's my guess. Um, only because I think the numbers aren't great on not just the app but that show. Uh, but hey, Doom Patrol. No, Titans got a new sh- another season. I think. Do we know if Doom Patrol got another season? I think. I think it's up in the air. But I remember hearing good things." So, uh, jumping back into the books. Absolute Carnage, two of four. Four. Thank you, Donny Cates. Only four issues of an event. How rare is that? Now, there are a dozen tie-ins, but I'm not reading those. <laughs> uh, Absolute Carnage, number two. Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman. This is one of the best events. This is one of the best-looking events of the past two years, if not more, uh, if you dig Spider-Man and/or symbiotes, you're gonna like this. It's cool, uh, and that's it. It's just it's straight up cool. It's just a cool looking, cool feeling series. So check it out. Um, Robert Core helping us out says Spider-Man hooky on back issues. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna do that one, but uh, maybe. I mean, like, listen, no. Uh, if the if I had my druthers, the show made, you know, if if, the, if this channel made Mad Bank and you guys watched it until the cows came home, until, like, the end of time, we would eventually get to it. Um, I can't promise that, but, like, if you guys watched this channel for, like, you know, ever, we'd get to it. You know, we get to everything. John Madden says how about the return of the 2099 universe coming up in spider-man from the newest solicits yeah they're bringing back the 2099 universe uh or the very least they're bringing back some 2099 series uh punisher 2099 is coming back uh in a different kind of fashion uh there's a book i think called 2099 that's coming out that features the on the cover at the very least the characters you remember from the 90s in the 2099 universe um, Spider-Man 2, I, 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 I'm I'm digging it, I'm excited, I think it'll be cool, um, people seem to like it, hopefully it will be enough to sustain it, um, so yeah, uh, so Absolute Carnage, check it out, uh, Joshua Williamson is finally going to get this Batman Superman number one, it's coming out, uh, if you read uh, The Batman Who Laughs, it's basically a prelude to the series, And, uh, by the way, David Marquez is doing the art. So if you love David Marquez on everything, which I do, uh, he's doing the art. Now, unfortunately, rest in peace, uh, Justin Ponzer, uh, he won't be able to do the colors. So hopefully whoever they got to do the coloring will be able to be a, a fine compliment to Marquez because, uh, that was a dream team. Um, but yeah, Williamson, Marquez, Batman Superman check it out uh, by the way I interviewed Williamson uh, a few months ago we talked a little bit about this and hopefully by like Labor Day we'll be back he'll be back on the other show Elsewhere's Exchange so keep an eye out for Josh um, we had a lot to talk about and we did we, we didn't get to like half of it so uh, at the very least you can read Batman Superman I know I will um, So, yeah, Uh, what was it? Oh, and the last thing I want to recommend, or at least can recommend, is Marvel Comics 1000. This is the book that, like, they said might hit a million or whatever. It won't at all. No way. Um, This is not possible, um, because people don't even know what the hell this is supposed to be. They're talking about, like, having, like, one of the biggest rosters, one of the, you know. 30 covers, uh, a gazillion creators, people you, people whose names you haven't seen in the Marvel comic in decades back, and, you know, yeah, I'm going to check it out. It's coming out on the 28th. I'm going to read it. I'm going to buy it. Uh, I hope it's great. Uh, I hope, but but more importantly, I hope that Marvel Comics 1000, which is obviously a cash grab to try and capitalize on the whole uh, Detective Comics and Action Comics 1000 hype, um, Obviously, you know they're, they need a they need a celebratory book to represent the eighty years of Marvel history, but calling it one thousand is just a cash grab. That being said, um, Marvel Comics one thousand, I hope, um, ushers in more work from names we haven't seen in a long time. Like I would love it if this rekindled relationships with some of these creators you haven't seen. Uh, on a marvel marquee who are still capable of giving us great work um so that's my hope for marvel comics 1000 not necessarily as far as it being a great book though i do hope it is great Uh, my real hope for marvel comics 1000 is that it basically becomes a like kind of like bridge repairer on a number of creators and creatives uh and, and and ushering in like a new renaissance of terrific creators who have whose time has not yet passed, who I'd like to see return to the books that made them successful in the first place. Um, Supercliff says, Doom Patrol Season 2 is official. So there you go. Uh, And keep up the dope work? Well, I will try, my friend. Thank you very much. Um, So yeah, uh, as far as recommendations go, that's it. As far as book reviews, it was a light week despite the big books. Uh, You know, Powers of Ten... Superman Year Year One Issue Two, Uh, I I read I think one other one but like I don't remember if it was last year or last week or the or or this week and it was Silver Surfer Black Number Three or Four, it's great. I think I talked about it in the last show though, so no. Um, as far as everything else goes, uh, we launched the last episode of Harbor Patrol. Probably the last episode ever, but if you like it, check it out. Uh, Harbor Patrol is a great little, like, show where we did, uh, an RPG series where we were superheroes. If you are familiar with, uh, RPGs, check it out. If you're not, I recommend you check it out anyway. I cut out all the bo- I cut out as much of, like, the, you know, mechanic crap just to make it a fun watch. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, but that's on the channel, too. Um... I want to tease a little bit about what's coming up because somebody mentioned in the chat uh, something we're going to touch upon. Um, I think Spawn number 300 is coming out in September. Uh, As a result, um, we're going to be kind of like talking about Spawn in the future. Uh, we, uh, We did an episode that I promised we would never do on this channel on Back Issues. Uh, it's called back back issues, the max. Uh, what is the max? I think, or who is the max? Um, I promise we never do it because like the max was a series and it's kind of like hard to be like, what's the max? There's, here's the first arc of the max. Like we're never going to do the max again. So here it is. Uh, but it was kind of like a classic episode mixed with, like, a contemporary episode of Back Issues, where we were like, look at this thing, and how it was a phenomenon, kind of, for, like, 12 people, and, you know, this is, uh, like, an idea about what we were, what, what it was like to be a fan of the Max. So, I'm thinking we're gonna probably do something akin to a Back Issues Revisited, where we're gonna go back and talk about Spawn again. And so, what I'm going to do is, I have, uh, over the last day, literally in the past 24 hours, I have reread the first 100 issues of Spawn. And uh, as a result, I'm also going to, like, so as a result, we're going to talk about Spawn on back issues. And. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rewatch all of the spawn show. I'm going to rewatch the movie. I'm going to grab all my toys and all my like crap from spawn. And we're going to put it back on the couch and we're going to do another back issues on spawn because I feel like spawn was done in a two-parter because back then, back when we did, when we launched back issues, they said you could only do like, I think 20 minutes or something like that. And so we had to keep it short. So I had to cut the episode that we, uh shot into two episodes um by the way if you want to hear the whole show in one over on patreon.com slash comic pop the first i think 20 episodes of back issues are there as an audio podcast so it's it's over there check it out um but yeah so i i've read some i read all of spawn again or the first 100 issues of spawn and so we're gonna talk about spawn like we did the max um and it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully you'll check it out and enjoy it. But it's going to be done to tie in with, with Spawn 300. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so it's going to be like a flashback issues, if you will. Uh, or a back-to-back issues. Or a back-issues revisited, re- revisited. I don't know what we're going to call it. Probably it's going to be called back-issues spawn revisited or something. But check it out um, when it comes out. Uh, because, again, like more the more Spawn 300 hype comes out the more McFarland does interviews about spawn the movie reboot uh the more people find our old spawn back issues and go like these motherfuckers don't know what they're all what they're talking about and it's like yeah yeah, yeah. but like also we were still kind of figuring out how the show goes um so now that i kind of feel like this is what back issues is we can actually like give it the full true the true like five year seasoned treatment of back issues um i'm not going to get rid of the old episode it's more like just just a revisiting Uh, Master Terrence says, Huge fan of Harbor Patrol. Wish it could continue, but glad you guys tried it again. Um, Thank you very much. I'm glad you appreciated it and glad you liked it. Um, Harbor Patrol, three episodes, one rad teaser. If you like it, Watch it. Uh, also, the whole shebang is up on the Elseworlds Exchange podcast. So Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, it's called Harbor Patrol's First Adventure. Uh, check it out if you want to listen to the whole damn thing at once. Um, but if you, or, or if you want to listen to it in the car. Um, but if you want to watch the show, that helps. Um, we were really hoping it was going to be like a big thing. Uh, that it was going to kind of like. Get new people into the channel and, you know, launch a whole new opportunity for this channel and and, and a new show. And, and, and what, what we wound up doing was uh, only making a show that people really, really love and creating a new thing that you guys really enjoyed. And if that's all it is, then we've done our job and I'm really happy about it. Um, Mr. Roboto says, uh, Sal, don't do it. Spawn will kill you in large doses. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That book is decompression, thy name is spawn. There's one plot for Sam and Twitch, and it's a hundred issues long. Are you kidding me? But we'll save that for the show. Uh, Storm King, are there any back issues that you would redo in the new format? Gen 13, just the first couple, you know, like I would redo Gen 13 in a heartbeat, and we may, but no one cares or watches it. If Gen 13 became like a like a show or a movie, we do it. Hey, DC Universe, where's the Gen 13 series? <laughs> doom patrol succeeded um but uh yeah i'd like to do gen 13 again uh spawn we're gonna do again um i think that's kind of it uh let me know in the comments down below what episode of back issues would you like to see no no i don't care about that um we'll see uh i will look back and see if there are any that i would rather that i'd like to redo but those are the ones that come to mind just ones that i was like i wish i had been more prepared i wish i had like a better grasp on how we cut the show and how many pictures we put in and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of it. There's very few regrets. Uh, I wish sometimes like that I gotten like the picture in. There are a couple of moments where like I'm missing the image and it's just the background picture or something. Um, you know, just editing technical mistakes. But otherwise, I'm I'm very happy with how the show uh, came out and responded. Um, yeah, uh, Langley says uh, flashback issues. Credit goes to Mustache in the chat. Yeah, exactly. Um, any of those work for me but I don't want to like screw with the algorithm now um, but yeah uh, oh by the way we do have multiversity as a trade so I could re- I could do multiversity as a whole back issues we'll see um, but again that's, that's the future so for now I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me uh, and I promise next time Tiffany will return uh, it's going to be a lot of fun um, there's a lot of books that are coming out this week that we're definitely going to cover on the show. We also still have to do our Swamp Thing retrospective where Tiffany and I are going to talk about the Swamp Thing show. We watched the whole show. It needs to be a thing. You need to be aware of it because the first nine episodes are fantastic. Um, So, yeah. Uh, from there, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to check out the rest of the channel. We have so many shows: the Good, Bad, and the Ugly, uh, Elseworlds Exchange, Harbor Patrol, Back Issues. Uh, you know, there's a lot of shows on this channel that I think people are kind of like skipping over just because like there's a lot here and it might be seem daunting. But like those are the main shows. Check them out. Um, Christian Pereira says, uh, "Back Issues Respawn." I like that a lot. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I, I, I love them all. I think we're just going to stick to it and call it back issues spawn. But because I don't want to screw with it. You know, if I call it respawn, then it's like people are, when, when they're searching for spawn, it'll hurt the algorithm for me if I call it not spawn. So but I the YouTube does not reward cleverness. Let me tell you, like, so, <laughs> you know, keep that in mind when you're working on your own on your own stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah uh we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and we'll see you guys next time here on comic pop so don't forget to like this video subscribe to the channel click the bell for notifications and if you want to help us out a little more directly go to patreon.com comicpop and check it out see what's right, right for you i gotta go home and edit the this week's back issues because oh <laughs> we're, we're a little behind um by the way Episodes edited. I just need to put the pictures in. But that is tedious and takes like an hour. So uh, anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. And we'll see you guys then. Uh, That's it.